Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. Because let's be honest, the Trumps are churning out. Churning. I don't know why every time I say churning, I think of Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids when she's like, there's an old colonial woman churning butter on the wing. Uh, okay, so the Trumps are churning out episode after episode, hour on hour, every single week. We have five hours of Trumps a week. Like, they deserve an after show is all I'm trying to say. And if no one else wants to step up to the plate, hey, bada bada, give me the bet. Okay, so on April 19th, Wednesday's episode of Jeff Lewis Live, we had Paige Davis, Zach Noe Towers, and Shane Douglas. So I started my notes with writing out Monroe and autocorrect, changed it to my toes. (laughs) I don't know why. It just made me laugh. Monroe, my toes. I feel like chat GPT could write a whole haiku about that. Don't even get me started into AI. So Monroe is unimpressed with Barbie land. And Alyssa points out it's because she already lives in Barbie's dream house, which genuinely could not be a more accurate statement. It is hilarious to watch somebody who it's not like Monroe grew up in a camper van and now she gets to see like a glamour camper van. Like she literally has grown up in mega million mansion, beautiful condos, high ride, this and that. Like, yeah, she definitely, definitely is a Barbie girl. But I just think it's so funny when adults are always like, they get mad when kids aren't excited because Paige's first reaction was like, okay, then she can stay home if she's not excited. And just like, that's what I said. Like, I'll just take your brother Shane without you. And for adults, like, I get it. You're excited for them to have this experience. So you know that they'll love it and whatever. So in your head, you've built it up, but like, she's a kid If she's not excited about it. Don't like threaten her, like then stay home. I just, you know, it's like, she's still for everything in her mind. She's still learning everything. She's still learning what trips are like what you see on the computer versus when you show up in real life. Like there's so many different nuances and she's just learning everything. So if she's not the most excited, then maybe you didn't present it correctly. Okay. Let's reframe here and not put it on my toes. (laughs) Monroe, my toes. (laughs) It really is like the start of a great poem. Okay. And I'm just saying this because my dad traveled a lot and he would come back with little presents like airport tchotchkes, tchotchkes, chumps in their tchotchkes. Ew, I'm like chumps churning tchotchkes. Say that 10 times fast. So one time he came back from Disneyland and he had a blue Winnie the Pooh journal and a green Tinkerbell journal for me and my sister. And she got to pick first and she picked the blue one and I wanted the blue one. I hate green. I didn't want green. And so then I was like, oh, and he was like, fine, then you don't need to have it and we'll give it to the neighbor instead. And I was like, fine. Like, what the fuck? I didn't even want this green one. I wanted the blue one. Why did she get to pick first? Just because I'm the youngest. I never get what I want. Oh my God. First world problems again. Trust me. I understand. I understand. At least I got a journal in the first place. And my neighbor ended up with a really nice green journal. So she won in the end. 
Moving on to winning. Stu is sober. He's the one that's winning. Of course, we'll always support that. So I'm going to take a page out of Jeff's self-help positive reinforcement book. He's really, he's been, he's really been trying. So we need to positively reinforce Jeff as well for all of this appreciating and all that shit. (laughs) I mean, like, honestly, with his dad, with Stu, he's really trying to acknowledge the good. So I will do the same. And I am very happy that Jeff and Stu seem happy. So I will move on from that. Todd joining the Rockin' Awesome Improv Group. I just wanted to say that it was hilarious in real time to watch Jameson watch this unfold in his brain because at first it's like funny that Todd wants to join the Rockin' Awesome Improv Group. You could say that he might not really want to join and it was a joke, but anyone that puts in that much effort to apply and write all that shit, like Todd, he really, he totally wants to be in it and he would be good. But think about the float incidents, like in his neighborhood, the whole parade thing, how he turned into an absolute monster with that. And I think that's what Jameson in his head was unfolding at first. It was like, oh my gosh, Todd would be great at improv. And he truly would. He re- he'd be awesome. Awesome rocking improv. Okay. But, um, but then it's like, yeah, but then if they don't win a competition or I don't do improvs like compete, what do you do? Just, I don't, I don't know. I could see Todd really just blowing up the whole group to smithereens. So we will see how that unfolds. I'm excited. And then we get back on to Monroe loving her makeup and Jeff asked Paige and Alyssa when they started wearing it regularly, because obviously Monroe's six years old and just has fun with it right now. But Paige and Alyssa said about seventh grade ish. And I just remember freshman year of high school, my sister, that's when I first started like really wearing it. And I am a ginger with rosacea. Like uh, that's the most annoying thing about me is that my face will turn red in scenarios where the attention gets turned on me. It doesn't matter if I'm, I'm not embarrassed or anything. That's just my face. Like, and it uh, always annoyed me as a kid because it looks like I'm embarrassed and that doesn't match my personality. And I'm not, I'm not. So I love makeup because I can hide my rosacea. So it's great. But I did not know how to apply makeup back in the day. And my sister and I, little cheapy weepies, we went to the dollar store to get <laughs> to get some high class makeup. All I'm saying is that Monroe at six years old is already using nicer makeup than I ever have in my life. And I'm okay with that. You know, everyone try to level up. So we went to the dollar So we went to the dollar store and we got this makeup and the next day I showed up at school and this kid, bless his soul, I was friends with him since sixth grade. And again, okay, so my eyelashes, it's basically like I could be albino without being albino. Like I have the wicked blonde eyelashes, blonde eyebrows. I dye my eyebrows and it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I call it naked mole wrap, but I also don't want to be mean for other people who look similar. Like just because I, it doesn't up appeal to me in my own mirror. I don't appeal to myself. Doesn't mean you guys aren't all beautiful. Okay. So this kid takes one look at me with my naked mole rat eyelashes now suddenly turning into like gothzilla. I turn into like Wednesday Adams out of nowhere. And I just looked like an owl with so much eye makeup on. I had the craziest foundation of dollar store orange tan. I literally looked like Trump's third daughter that he would still probably try to fuck allegedly. And so 
it was just really embarrassing. And so I walk into homeroom and this kid goes, Amy, what happened to your face? And it's one of those moments like you can never not remember. I'm standing in that homeroom right now watching him say it to me. I'm thrown back into that exact moment because it was so scarring for all of us involved. Like it was scarring for them to have to see me like that. And it was scarring for me to realize that no matter with makeup, without makeup, like you're just ugly, babe. Like you're just not going to be a model and that's okay. But We've learned since then and all of that. But honestly, my face was so fucking orange to the point where like everyone, friends kept trying to pull me aside and be like, hey, did something happen? Did you have an allergic reaction to carrots or something? Like, do you want to go to the nurse and go home for the day? And I had this like unwavering, unnecessary confidence where I'm just like, whatever. Like, I look great. I look this, honestly, this orange face is better than the red one. The, my red face, they used to call me Santa Claus, my neighbor and my sister when they were being little bullies and we were little and I would laugh so hard that my face would turn wicked red and my eyebrows white, eyelashes white and they'd be like, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. So fuck you bitches. You're the ones that drove me to dollar store makeup. It reminds me, do you remember Sabrina, the teenage witch, the Melissa Joan Hart series? There's one episode where she gets red face embarrassment. Like anytime something happens, her face turns wicked red. And that was just one episode where she had a spell put on her. Imagine that spell being on you your whole life. And again, it's not like I just walk around red face, red face, Willie. It's like, just if I'm working out or if I'm laughing really hard or again, attention on me. So I forever want an invisibility cloak from Harry Potter. If one ever comes up for sale, please add it to my Christmas list. So Shane had a night out. He got home blackout, super hungover. My whole thing is he walked home. He walked home. Have we learned nothing from the San Francisco cash app apper, apper, <laughs> appetizer who got stabbed? To the, no, like we don't wander around on the streets. I know that it's safe ish, whatever, but just it makes me nervous. So, Shane, I am being Teddy Mellencamp, your accountability coach. Please, please be careful. Get a friend, buddy system. Okay, so some guy told Paige that she talks in her sleep. And so for the past year, she's been recording herself sleeping. And they played an absolutely terrifying montage of her sleep mumbles. It was petrifying. But here's my question, right? So she said her mom used to tell her as a kid that she talked in her sleep. And then she's like, and then out of nowhere, I didn't realize it carried on into my 30s until this guy told me, oh yeah, you were talking in your sleep last night. Okay, no, 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 no. How do you go from being a child that talks in your sleep to then at 30 being told you talk in your sleep and at no point in the interim did anybody along the way tell you that you talked in your sleep? Like, it wasn't just like you did this once at seven years old and then once at 30. She clearly does this all the time. And how have no, like... All the sleepovers with friends, trips, vacation, family things, cousins that you sleep over, anything, other guys that you've dated and been with. Not one person noticed that you sleep talk? I just don't understand. I mean, I slept in the bed with my older sister, who I feel like I didn't know my entire childhood because she was six years older than us and just so mean. So I just blocked her out of my memories. But when she was a little bit older, we shared a bed once and she woke up and was like, ew, you were trying to snuggle me and you were moaning on me and it was disgusting. And I was like, ew, maybe I was just trying to love you a little bit. 
sorry about it. But so I've known that I, I make like weird, it's not moan. It's just like, mm, mm, like little, like, you know, I'm like a little puppy that's like yelping in their sleep. That's how I like to think of it. Cause that sounds much cuter than me moaning. That sounds sexual and weird. And I wish that I had the soundboard for Alyssa's, oh my God, sound. Okay, so quickly, we also learned deep-seated versus deep-seated. We all thought, like, that's some deep-seated shit. But apparently, Zach Noe Towers taught us that it's deep-seated. S-E-A-T-E-D. And the way that everyone in the room collectively said no in disbelief, it was hilarious. I love, like, a collective chant or a collective reaction when everyone reacts to say it. It just, it makes me happy. I also growing up always thought that it was human beans, B-E-A-N-S. I don't know if we're pinto, kidney, all of the above, but when I learned it was beings, I wished that it was beans. Paige updates us on her dating life and the Miami guy, the Miami guy. We are absolutely living parallel lives, me and Paige both, as in we both went to Miami to visit boys, and then we both cried on the flight home, except there were some key differences. So Paige's guy bought her her plane ticket. My guy said that he would buy my plane ticket, but didn't end up buying it. I had to, because then he was going to buy everything there. But even when we got there, he was annoyed that he had to pay for shit. He was so fucking cheap. He was so cheap. And the craziest thing is allegedly one of the wealthier people I've dated. And I get that it's his parents' money, but like talk about cheapy weepy. It's so lame. It's so just don't say it then don't offer to buy someone's flight. Don't offer to pay for shit. When you get there, if you're going to be in an attitude about it, like moody Judy, stay the fuck home. Okay. So pages guy brought her to the four seasons to say, or Paige stayed there on her own. Cause she's a fucking baller boss. And she apparently just loves the four seasons. My guy brought me to his parents' house, not for like a cute stop on the way to the hotel, just so I can meet his parents. I've already met them and they were the best, but he lived with them. So they were our tenants for the week. And Paige had an amazing time with her guy, romantic, fun, sexy, cool restaurants, all of that. Um, I spent the entire time writing notes in my notes app of all the reasons why I didn't want to be with him because I end up getting digmatized. And then again, I just ignore every red flag possible and I'll stay with this kid to the point where I literally, when I got home, Paige and I both reached out to these Miami boys to be like, hey, so like, are we something now? And... Both of them were like, ha, no, bye, bitch. But, but Paige actually wanted to date this guy and I didn't. Like, I still asked him and pushed him to like commit to something, probably because I knew subconsciously that it would drive him away. But also it was just like, I can't, that's what I'm saying with these red flags. I just can't believe personally that I would stay in that situation and I would even try to make it something bigger when I literally from date one did not want to be with this kid. I just don't, I hate being lonely. I'm so fucking sick of it. And then dating is so annoying. You guys, it's so annoying to the point. And I always feel like I fuck everything up and I just say, I'm like, I wasn't built for this world. I don't know. I don't know because So I told you guys all about submarine guy that I'm talking to. And last night he wanted to plan something for Saturday for us to hang out. 
and we live an hour apart from each other. And so he was like, is there anything fun up your way? Like I can head down there. And instantly I don't know. Like now I have to plan our date. I don't want to. I, honestly, I had to plan my date with Miami guy too when he was here. Like our first date. Like the first date, I just want to show up. I want to show up. I want you to pay. I want you to plan it. And from there, I will. I love planning and I, will, I have money. I will pay for shit too. I promise you. It's just the first time. I just want somebody who makes it easy for me. Just make it easy on me. Oh my God. I feel like that Adele song. Take it easy on me. You guys thought that you'd get away with one episode of me not singing and that just could not happen. Uh, so I don't know what to do now. I don't know how to answer. Like now I have to turn into a fucking trip planner. And also there isn't much fun things around me. So like, what does that even mean? Do you want to go to a restaurant? Do you want to go to a brewery? Do you want to do an activity? Like what's in the budget? I don't like the, I don't like anything. So I don't know how to respond to that. So I didn't. And that is not good. That's I hate when people ghost. That's not cool. And I'm not trying to ghost him. I promise I will text him today. I just don't know. I literally do not know what to say back. And Sometimes I don't have the energy. Like last night I was so tired. My brain, I just wanted to type back like SpongeBob. Like I don't fucking know what to write. I don't know what to say. I can't, I'm not, I'm not being a travel agent right now. Like I don't have it in me. I do not have it in me. And this is again why I love my cats, but living alone, like I have no one to bounce things off of. I can't ask a friend like, and I guess I could FaceTime or call them, but everything just turns into an event. And so again, I just want my invisibility cloak by Harry Potter, Harry Potter. So anyways, I either ruin things before they start or I get into relationships and I want to ruin them the entire time I'm in them. So talk about toxic and Paige explains about her own toxic relationship because she was acting a little crazy with Miami guy, but the Miami guy's still sticking around for it. And also he acted like a dick. At one point, she said, so Shane's trying to help Paige and be like, Paige, like if he was acting like a dick, like maybe you should stay away. But Zach encourages her and is like, yeah, but if you were freaking out on him and he still stuck around, like that's such a great sign. He's totally into you. And it's like, LOL, that is the exact reason why you should be listening to Shane instead of Zach, because I don't think it's a healthy sign that if the crazier you are, the more he sticks around. You know what I mean? But again, who am I to say anything? I either can't make them stick around or I don't stick around. So, I mean, ghost or be ghosted is the message of 2023. And we played Sizzle or Fizzle. We know how I feel about games where we can't see faces. And I, again, you, I think Jeff's and Jameson and like, they're just building profiles on their guests on who their guests want to fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Something about these games, but. Again, who cares about my opinion? We end on Jeff asking about texting etiquette. Again, talking about full circle moment. He's asking if it's still cute to play games and like wait a little to text. No, it's not. And Zach says if someone waits over six hours to respond, he's turned off. And that's so true. And again, going back to my submarine guy, I understand I'm in the wrong. I just, I'm telling you right now, I literally don't know what words to put together to send back. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It makes me not want to hang out with him. And that is crazy on my end. I understand. I am a monster. 
So Jeff clearly falls into the category of not responding in within six hours. And Zach tries to help him out. And he's like, well, you're Jeff fucking Lewis. So that's okay. You're busy. And just like, yeah, I'm filming. I have things going on during the day, whatever. And Paige, Paige is just like, absolutely not. Nope. That's, I, I don't care who the fuck you are. Does not bode well. Doesn't bode well. You're a deplorable human being. Bean. Or something along those lines. That's literally how the episode ends. Jeff's like, I mean, I'm just like really busy. I have all the, and Paige is like, nope, doesn't bode well. Deplorable, deplorable. And then finally Doug saves it all by letting us know that he has a follow-up date with a hottie McBody. And that's the thing, like dating really can be fun and it can be. So when somebody sucks the fun out of anything for me, it just makes me again, turn into Wednesday Adams minus the raccoon eyes now. But I just get like, no, I just shut down. I shut, you sucked the fun right out of me. And now I have no life left. So this kid sucked the fun out of me. I now have to turn into a planner and do all that. Like, no. And now you just get to show up and enjoy the date that I planned for us. Like, no, you have to put in the effort, bitch, because I had to put in the effort the past 20 years learning how to do my makeup correctly. And I have fucking nailed it now. And you get to enjoy the benefits of my practice. So in that sense, you need to put in some effort as well and just plan our first fucking date. And Doug, I hope yours goes better. And I can't wait for an update on that. And Jeff, take your time texting because you already have Stu on lock. And now that he's sober, he's going to be so busy with his own work that's flourishing in this new sobriety. And so he won't even have time to, they'll be ghosting each other all day and it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Okay. I love you all so much. I'll be back tomorrow with another recap. Tell everybody about Splash of Sass, please. Cause we all know I suck at social media. Okay. I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash, 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 splash of Sass, splash of Sass.